Hello and welcome to Watch Our Crappins, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to watch. I'm Ben Mandelker. Uh, you can catch me. Uh, I, I've been writing stuff for The Dip lately. And in fact, I wrote a kind of a, a piece on Vanderpump Rules about where uh, what I think the potential of all these different characters are over the course of the season. Like who's going to be entertaining, who's not going to be. So go check that out because Vanderpump Rules is coming back next week. And joining me this week episode of course every episode i almost said this week as if you never are here every single hour of my life it's ronnie karam what's going on ronnie well hello hello how are you doing today Chee! i'm Chee! doing great um i'm doing really well super fun to be here i always love a real housewives of beverly hills day and also it's a fun day because guess what we did yesterday We did a fake reunion for Real Housewives of New York because that reunion was canceled. Basically, it didn't happen. (laughs) So we just pretended it did, and we just did it as an episode. So go check that out. It's on our feed. Okay. Yeah, it was our prediction of our our podcast. It was our prediction, basically, of if there had been a reunion, this is how it would have gone. And uh, yeah, so go check that out. We just sort of, uh, we winged it, and it was a lot of fun. Um. Other things are that uh, don't forget to download the Spotify Green Room app because in case you missed it, we're doing a weekly room uh, on that app at 7 o'clock West Coast, 10 o'clock East Coast every Monday. It's called Take a Seat. And we've been talking um, lately pretty much all about Bravo, but it's going to be Bravo, pop culture, whatever. And um, it's really fun. And we talk, but then people can come and talk with us and people can ask questions. And uh, we've had several hundred people come on so far, not talking all at once, just like hanging out. And it's been a really, really fun thing. So if you have missed that somehow, then just download the Spotify Green Room app. You don't need a Spotify account to use it. But if you have one, it makes it all the easier. Okay. And then just look up uh, me and Ronnie, Ben Mandelker, yeah. Ronnie Karam, and follow us and you'll get notified when we start our room up. Da. So that's that. Let's get into some Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has a long tradition of doing one thing for the entire season and really just beating the dead horse. I mean, it's like beating the dead horse. It's pummeling the dead horse. It's putting the dead horse into the dough maker and dough make dough making it's the adopting, dead horse. <laughs> adopting the dead horse and then giving the dead horse to Shelly Turr and then like sending like getting someone forcing someone off the show because of the dead horse. Yeah. Right. Selling stories about the dead horse that was given to Shelly Turr that was given to the Orange County Kill Shelter. You know, you know how it goes. Doing coke in the bathroom with the dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This year, we had the blessing of Erica Jane's um, husband going down for all his criminal acts. So that's been most of it. It is getting near the end of the season now. And it is like, okay. <laughs> okay. I Either someone needs to go to jail or this we, something else needs to happen. Because at this point, it's like, let's just invite Erica to the ghost hotel. 
and <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> y- you know yell at her some more about this crap now that said yeah. it's still very entertaining yeah, I was cracking up. I thought it was all very funny. Yeah, yeah. this big. This is another vacation episode, and it opens up with uh, Kyle at home packing in front of her dogs, and um, she starts FaceTiming Crystal about like what she's gonna wear and everything, and she's saying how this is the first girls' trip that Kathy has ever organized, and then we see um, that Kathy is basically planning for them all to go to Del Mar and do a sound bath and then go on a boat. I was not expecting Kathy Hilton to know what a sound bath was and we find out later on it's because of kim kardashian of course but that was a little surprising to me i was surprised they didn't end up at a damn del taco because it's kathy hilton you know you never know what she would consider a vacation yeah exactly and so kyle what was like, this hotel called do you remember it was fairmont so- it looked amazing i actually, fairmont. I, I actually it was a great marketing for this hotel because i was like i want to go to fairmont even though it looks del clearly Mar. haunted was this is this a Hilton property? Property? I was wondering. Right. It, it must be because it says Richard Bloom, husband of California Senator Dianne Feinstein, will be the Whoa. owner of the property. Huh. It was a Feinstein property. Wow, who knew that this would be so politically charged? Uh, yeah, who knew? I wasn't expecting that. I really thought it was going to be a Hilton. Well, maybe it, it still could be a Hilton. He he owned really. Well, I don't, I don't understand. Know. I don't know hotel I don't know the, ownership. Yeah, I don't know the politics of hotel owning. Like, if you're a hotel owner and I'm a hotel owner, is there sort of like a secret fraternity of hotel owners where it's like, okay, you can stay at my hotel because I know I'm going to want to stay at your hotel sometime? Or is it just like, uh, like I'm only going to stay at my hotels? I actually think, as I talk this out here on the podcast in front of the world, um, I think it's the fraternity of hotel members. And I, what I love about it is that Kathy Hilton is so wealthy she doesn't have to force her brand on us because she knows Hilton's like doing okay, <laughs> right? Like it's not like it's. She doesn't have to wear a Hilton hat. She doesn't have to wear an agency hat. She doesn't have to wear you know all in with Teddy gear, right? She's like Hilton's. It's doing well. Yeah, but there was that whole TikTok thing that came out after she got Del Taco, and they were like, Del Taco's not even close to where they were. Here's the map. And she got Del Taco because Del Taco is in a hotel of a Hilton, and so she's promoting Del Taco. And I was like, Kathy Hilton's going that far out of her way to promote a Del Taco? It I don't sounded, believe that. It sounded weird to me. I don't think if, – if Kathy wanted to promote that there's a Del Taco in the Hilton, I think there's like far more effective ways to do it. But who knows? Um, let's see. Oh, gosh, I'm still looking at this hotel list. Okay, Fairmont. Okay, you know what? I'm getting off the hotel list because now I'm like, oh, my God, wouldn't it be nice to go to a hotel? (laughs) Let's go to a big empty one. That's scary. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, they show Kathy planning it with Kyle. And uh, Kyle's like, well, I hope it's not going to be too cold on the boat. And she's like, well, if it's too cold on the boat, then you can just go on the inside of the boat, Kyle. Yeah, and then what? Look through a tiny hole. It's not Popeye's boat, Kyle, okay? You're not going to be, like, in the bottom of the ocean looking through a tiny... It's not, like, 5,000 leagues under the sea or 20,000 leagues or whatever leagues under the sea that shit You're not in a Nautilus, Kyle. Why is she so... She's so picky about her portholes, okay? So, um, uh, so anyway, so Kyle is... She's FaceTiming with Crystal, and she's like, did you, um, did you notice that Erica and Sutton didn't say one word to each other? And Crystal's like, um... Everyone noticed, even the people at the club who don't even know who these people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even the country club would have noticed that one. Um, and 
that's not true, actually, because Erica, first it looked like she gave Sutton a dirty look, but then Erica at one point said, Oh, look at you. You look pretty, honey. You look real pretty tonight, honey. Slide to on remember. in. Yeah, of <laughs> course I remember. But Kyle's like, they never spoke to each other. Oh, my God. And now we're going to Corona Del Mar together. I mean, it's not going to be easy to pretend, especially when I keep bringing up over and over how much they hate each other. <laughs> I know. And then she's like, by the way, I have you in a shoe because she has the phone sort of like the FaceTime phone, like the iPhone in like a shoe. And she's like, I have you in a shoe, by the way. And you know that Crystal was like, I have you in an Hermes phone holder by the way that's specially crafted for people who are associated with the lion king and he just could like cut to kyle just like salivating on <laughs> on the floor like <sighs> yeah it holds your phone up like your simba like your phone is simba. <laughs> like, okay uh so then we go to kathy's shoe closet and you know it's kathy's because we see a close-up of a bag that says kathy <laughs> so she's talking to her dog and she's like, oh, I'm going to wear this, Sue. That's pretty. Should I wear this with shoes, Sue? Where's my phone, Sue? Arr, Sue. Now Arr. I have to correct <laughs> I have to correct you, Ronnie. The dog that was watching in this scene was named Moda, which I felt like was some passive aggressive like reference to Motorola, which as we all know, Paris Hilton at that, you know, in her peak was famous for her T-Mobile sidekick. So I felt like there was some weird like Motorola versus sidekick energy happening with the dog. Well, um, she did have kind of a passe dog because that is a passe dog. That little fluffy dog you put in your purse like Paris mm-hmm. Hilton circa the Motorola time. Yeah. I noticed that you could also just like flip that dog closed. So I was like, yeah, classic Motorola. <laughs> it was very it's slender. A folding dog. <laughs> a very slender folding dog. <laughs> So Dorit calls Kathy, and Kathy actually answer, answers, which is weird. And Dorit's like, hello, beautiful. Are you bringing your fan, Kathy? Kathy Hilton. Kathy Hilton with a fan. Who I'm friends with a fan. Kathy Hilton. Hilarious, Kathy Hilton. That's how Dorit is morning. on every Instagram live. Have you ever seen an Instagram live where Dorit is with Kathy Hilton? <laughs> no, but I, I'm time. imagining it's just like that. It is the whole time. I saw them on one where Kathy and Kyle were in the back seat and Dorit's in the front seat and they're doing some kind of Instagram live. And the whole thing is just Dorit going, can you believe it? It's Kathy Hilton. Isn't she hilarious, Kathy? (laughs) She sounds like she's on the pilot episode of a late night show on basic cable, right? Like she doesn't really know how to to host a, a late night show, but she's been given the opportunity. So all she says is, can you believe it? Can you believe my guess? She has a fan. Can you believe it? Everyone. Can you believe it? I, th- I thought to myself this morning, gee, is she going to bring a fan? Is she going to bring a fan? <laughs> gee. <sighs> and then okay. we see, by the way, we see Kathy's fan. They cut to Kathy's fan and it's uh, standing up in the middle of the room next to a giant stuffed alpaca. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't understand the alpaca, but it's Kathy Hilton, so it somehow works. It's probably just because it has pack in the title. She's like, I'm packing. Someone bring in the packing alpaca? Thanks. <laughs> it reminds me of Kyle. Kyle, look. It's, the, it's you. It's you. <laughs> Kathy, that's an alpaca. Yeah, because you're like an alpaca, Kyle. That hurts. That hurts, Kathy. I know, but it's funny, isn't it? Alpaca. Kyle the alpaca. <laughs> Everyone laugh at Kyle. She just strings some. She just strings some suitcases onto Kyle's back. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So, um, I want to talk about last night. 
I want to say how beautiful you looked. The dresses, the way they sort of were torn at the seam and tattering and falling apart. It was really great. Well, it was beautiful, wasn't it? She's like, yeah, well, you know, it was a little late, so I didn't really understand what was going on there. She says, oh, with Gazelle. Well, obviously, I had words with her. Kitty Hilton, Kitty Hilton, I'm talking to. <laughs> and listen, it was four languages of words. Talk about packing heavy, Kathy. It would take 19 Louis Vuitton suitcases to pack the volumes of words I used. She's been making reckless charges against me, such as... She feels like an outsider. An outsider! Can you believe it? <laughs> Yesterday, she said some of us ladies in this group are coming from her. Coming for her. Friends don't do that. If she had a problem with me, she needs to be open, upfront, honest, transparent. How can you believe it? Upfront, open, and transparent. Ladies and gentlemen, our musical guests tonight are R E M. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? <laughs> Amigos, no fuego croissant. That's what I've got to say about it, Kathy Hilton. And then to go run into Redor online. After all, that is a French publication, which makes it my teary teary. So Kathy just starts sorting through her makeup in her bag while Doritos is rambling on. You know, it makes me question if we're really even friends. I mean, uh-huh. you don't give me jabs and uh-huh. afterwards say, gee, uh-huh. it was actually the yeah. fact that you talked to me so much. Wow, why would you actually do yeah. that? Gee, I can't believe that. And then PK, mm-hmm. he just figured out how to make a shake yeah. for himself. I said, PK, it's time mm-hmm. for you to make your own smoothies. Well, he takes marshmallow yeah. fluff and mixes it with peanut butter and puts it in an apple and says that's mm-hmm. health food. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. Well, I planned the trip, so if things go south, then I need to tell them to make a U-turn at the giant horse statue and come back a block towards the smell of chicken taquitos. Unless they're just rude. And then, you, this is the Kathy you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Dorit, mm-hmm. do you think Kyle looks more like an alpaca or a llama? Be honest. <laughs> alpaca! That's what she looks like. What a handsome man. Now there's an animal you'd like to see on safari. <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> Sorry, love your show. Gotta go. <laughs> so now we go to Kyle's. Everyone's arriving at Kyle's. They're going to caravan from Kyle's. So Rinna arrives first and she's like, <laughs> My whole car is packed full. <laughs> it's more than I took camping. <laughs> Harry, look at my bag. It's full, Harry. Harry, I have a full bag. He's like, you have a very full bag. Uh, hello, I am a professional newsman, and you, ma'am, have a full bag. It's full, Harry. It's full. And then Sutton shows up, and she's like, hello, I'm not doing any activities today because I have a really bad sprained ankle. I decided the way to get into the mind of a murderer is to actually feel like a murderer, but in this case, not really a murderer, more like a fraudster. So I, I drove my car off a cliff in Pasadena just to see what it would feel like, and I've now hurt my ankle too. Oh, girls, you know, I, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but Kyle has left all these divots in the floor, so I trip. And then I've noticed while I'm lying on the ground waiting for someone to come help me that she's etched, this is my house, you bitch, all over the baseboards so I don't forget my place. So I don't know if this is really my fault, the car accident's fault, or Kyle's fault, but my my ankle hurts. All I know is I got a call from Erica saying, please don't operate on my brain. And I didn't even know that was something that was on the table. So I think I'm on to something, girls. (laughs) Whoa! Uh, Satin, your ankle hurts. <laughs> Look how much I backed. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? I backed 
so much. I packed so much, Sutton. Sutton! And if your ankle was Lisa Rinna, how much would your ankle have packed? A lot! A lot! <laughs> <laughs> so Sutton tells us that she's actually been suffering from foot problems for two years, and she's been secretly in pain, but I am going to fight to get back into my shoes, because my shoes are works of art. They are my friends, and I will never get rid of them, but I may question if they're lying to me. You know, so everybody basically starts to gather at the house, and they're still waiting for Erica and Dorit, and uh, we see Erica drive up, and she's got, Tiago, are you okay, Tiago? I'll be right back. Sorry I'm late, everybody. I have a dog in the car, so I'm gonna get on the road. And Crystal's like, that girl is brilliant. She's getting away from people she doesn't like by bringing a dog. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Kyle is like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have, I'm going to reboot a song from the late 90s. Who let the dogs out? Don't let my dogs out. Don't let my dogs out. It's <laughs> like our, our every season, it is the scene of Kyle Richards and her dogs getting out of the house. <laughs> every single season. And it's also like such a Vanderpump thing because remember when she got her dog it was like jiggy was all famous so Kyle's like i have a dog remember and then adrian maloof got her dog too she's like i got a dog too and they all Jack tried to Boy. make their dogs happen <laughs> yeah jack yeah. Boy, the dog and they were all trying to make their dogs happen but i'm sorry lisa vanderpump sits there with little fluffy clouds where she's like "Ooh!" <laughs> meanwhile kyle's dog's running on the 405 and shit <laughs> I know. She's got her giant German shepherds running all over the place, and she's just chasing after them. Don't let my dogs out. Are my dogs mommy shaming me? Don't let them out. I know. Kyle's dogs are, like, pissing all over the copycat pink swing in her backyard. (laughs) Well, they're pissed because she gave them bangs. (laughs) Um, So Kyle, uh, Kathy's like, oh, my God, Kyle, where's my purse? I can't find it. It's gray. It has a KH on it. Um, I have to have it. Where is it? I think that she forgot it. She freaking forgot it. Because Kathy has to have a servant put her bag in the car for her because she doesn't ever remember anything on her own. Yeah. And basically, <laughs> yeah, so she doesn't have it. So now, and that car, and the bag has her phone in it too. So the good news is it shows that Kathy does not text or speak on the phone while she drives. That's the good news. So now they've got to find it. So now Kyle has to call Kathy's house. <laughs> and I love that. You sort of get the vibe that they still, no one at that house knows who Kyle is. She's like, hi, this is Kyle Richards, Kathy's sister, mm-hmm. Mrs. Hilton's sister. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not the one that was in Witch Mountain, the other one. Yeah, I was, yeah. No, I was, in, I was in Halloween. I was the, the new, new Halloween. Okay, fine. It's Kim Richards. I don't believe you. I love turtles. You stole my goddamn house, and I'm making chicken salad with my unwashed hands. Okay, I'll see you there, Miss Kim. Okay? I'll (laughs) I'll steal some gum out of her purse for you, just like you like. So they arranged to have this, like, meetup at the 405 and Sunset, which is a very big intersection for people who don't live here. The 405 (laughs) is a big highway, and that Sunset's a major road. And, like, I don't know. Maybe they're met at the hotel. It's a freeway overpass. What are they doing? I'm assuming they met at that hotel that's there at that corner, you know? You know that big round hotel? So Yeah, but it's very dangerous. Whatever's <laughs> happening is very dangerous. And then when we actually see them, they don't look like they're in front of a hotel. They look like they pulled over on the freeway overpass. It is literally like a drug deal. And so they... <laughs> <laughs> the most obvious drug deal ever. Yeah, and so Kyle, so Kyle's like, okay, so have someone meet at, at the 405 and Sunset. The 405 and Sunset. And um, <laughs> so Kyle's like... Kyle's like, okay, so who do I who do I call who do I ask for if I call the house? And Kathy goes, the lady. She goes, Who's the lady? 
The lady that works in my house. Kathy. No, it's, it's going to be trouble because they've all been instructed not to speak to you. Kathy. <laughs> well, I told them if you ever called to tell you I died and hang up on you. Kathy. <laughs> I just haven't updated the instructions. Sorry. Hi, this is Kyle Richards calling for the lady. You may know me from being on ER once. Anyone? Anyone? Mm. Am I on hold right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, whoever this is. I have to go meet Kim Richards. Click. <laughs> Hi, you may know me. I'm the aunt that looks like Paris Hilton. <laughs> we get confused all the time, perhaps even by you guys. Hello? So they do get the car. They do get the phone finally on the freeway overpass, which I could not get over. And the, basically, the lady walks over, and you just hear, You're not Kim Richards. She's like, Ow, Kathy, she's hitting me with a waffle, waffle ball bat. Kathy! I know I look different. I know I look different, but I had to get a nose job because of Michael Myers. Please, give me the phone. The lady's just running around screaming for the police. (laughs) So um, the lady finally... By the way, we keep calling her the lady because the show calls her the lady. They just keep putting up in quotes, the lady. The lady. (laughs) (laughs) Commercials. Here comes one right now. So then we get to San Diego, Del Mar, at this very fancy hotel. And Erica comes in with her dog. And it's just kind of funny because all of this orphan and widow talk, and you know, we talk about Annie all the time. It's one of my, one of the best movie musicals ever. The original, Carol Burnett, hello. And um, this really does look like uh, Daddy Warbucks' house in Annie. It's just like all empty and Annie's like old and alone now. So yeah. Like, Hi, it's me and my dog in this very fancy ghost hotel. <laughs> and she's like, no one here in this group can understand what I'm going through. Every day you wake up with another fucking baseball bat to the head. I'm like, you know who can understand? A T-ball. Okay, a T-ball understands because that's literally its life. Okay, so relax. <laughs> so the guy's like, would your dog like a tennis ball while we check in? She's like, oh, very cool, very cool. And she tells us how emotional all of this is for her. And uh, Sutton's foot is getting... Well, he, what, what by the way, I, I just I just want to say that the guy's like, well, let me show you the grounds. We have a swimming pool, a spa, and we have pickleball courts. You can tell because oh. uh, Teddy Mellencamp has been trying to scale the fence outside the property for three days in a row, and we just have to keep spraying her down with a hose. Ugh. Anybody who plays pickleball that regularly will try and get you signed up to an MLM. I'm warning all of <laughs> you right now. Pickleball is basically an MLM of tennis. <laughs> yes. So I'm, just, I'm Eric- making a wild accusation. I have no idea. <laughs> it just yeah. feels like it. So then Erica's like, this is emotional, but the truth is I don't want to sit at home, so maybe getting out will ease some of what I'm going through. Yeah, Erica, all those orphans and widows missing all their money while you're in a fucking luxury hotel right now. (laughs) Be quiet. Like, do you have any? Just be quiet, okay? Now's not the time. You know, every day has just been so terrible. I'm in an... Uh, I'm in, as they say, a terrible pickle, and I just want to get my mind off of this terrible pickle. Great. Well, we've got some pickleball courts. Oh, God. Hi, I'm Teddy. Oh, it's just, God. Don't you dare call me a liar. I'm not a motherfucking liar. Next time you call me a liar, I'm going to throw you off the pickleball fence. Oh, wow. You really love showing that footage, don't you? Uh, so then we get some more of Sutton's storyline. My ankle hurts. Look, it looks like an elephant foot. <laughs> and then Ren, Ren and Kathy come in, and uh, Kathy's like, <laughs> the driver's like, "Hi, did you have a nice drive?" And she's like, 
goodness, I'm exhausted. He goes, oh, was it a rough drive? She goes, I'm just not used to driving, period. (laughs) The California police patrol is like, yeah, we know. There's six (laughs) cars that have been run off the road since you've been on the five. (sighs) Don't worry. We will just... um, Unstick that toddler from the back of your bumper and uh, get it taken care of, ma'am. Thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like aerial footage of the five highway going south of like a 45 car pileup because there's a fan in the middle of the street, the middle lane. <laughs> oh, God, driving's real tough. So, <laughs> um, so Kathy and Kyle get put into a presidential suite and she's like, oh, we're moving in. And Kyle says, when I'm traveling with my sister, there is no doubt I will be in the best suite in the best hotels. So, like... Uh, yeah, she's like, I'll always be staying in the second best room, the best hotels, unless Kim is here. Then I'm in the third best room. <laughs> unless Kim and Chris Kardashian are there. Then I'm the fourth best. Unless I would need more people, but that rank above, they rank above me. But by the time I get to the end of this list, I'll be sleeping in the parking lot. So, <laughs> I'm just going to call Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> the point is this. Please don't let Paris... <laughs> And Nikki know where we are because I'm going to be at the Holiday Inn soon. (laughs) Yeah, she's going to be sleeping in the hot tub. (laughs) Behind everyone else. Um, so, uh, so, and then, so then they're like doing more stuff in the hotel room. And Kathy is suddenly in this enormous straw hat. I don't know why she has it, where it came from, but it's, it's bordering on sombrero size. It is huge. And Kyle is like, Kathy. Sudden had to go to the emergency room to get her leg x-rayed. I mean, I don't know why they didn't just ask me, because as we all know, I was on ER, so I know a thing or two about broken bones, right? Am I right, anyone? Right? ER? And this really does go to show Sutton's place within this group, because nobody gives a shit. They're like, oh, really? Wow. Okay, so what are we going to do later? Yeah, and then we do see a flashback of uh, Sutton showing her foot to Kyle on FaceTime, and Kyle's like, let me see your foot. Wow, it's black and blue, black and blue. Could it be broken? Sorry, that was just me reciting my dialogue from ER. <laughs> I just hope that your foot can show up because I really need your ankle to be honest with Erica. <laughs> I need it to be honest, be honest ankle. And so Kyle says, I wasn't looking forward to how awkward it was going to be between Erica and Sutton, but maybe some extra time and space wouldn't hurt them. Or us. So the implication is that Kyle doesn't want awkward moments, and this is a good thing. So naturally, Ronnie, Kyle won't do anything that might precipitate some awkward moments later, right? No, no. Totally open and honest, please keep it ahead. Okay? (laughs) Open and honest resort and spa. Yes. Uh, So they go down to the beach for a pop-up picnic, and (laughs) Which is just like a picnic, right? By the way, isn't isn't a pop-up picnic, like, I don't know. Why do they keep calling it a pop-up picnic? <laughs> it was just a picnic. I don't know. Well, it's not really because you have all of the staff from the hotel, I guess, doing everything. Like, they're popping. Just, could you do me a favor? Could you just pop up when we get there? Just <laughs> pop up. I know it's cold. Just pop up. They <laughs> just call it a pop-up picnic. So, yeah. So, so they, she's like, well, I'm newer to girls' trips, but I'm no stranger to planning fun things. So, I thought this will be great. A few seals on the beach, a picnic, and I've hired a few orphans to stand on a cliff so Erica can steal the change from their pockets and push them into the water so she feels at home. It's important everyone has fun. <laughs> pop-up, can you hear me? Picnic. So, um, <laughs> Kathy, they're now in, on the lobby, and Kathy's like, are you ready for the pop-up picnic? And uh, then they all go down to the beach, and Kyle starts uh, treating 
the seagulls like Kim Richards and just starts chasing them around <laughs> and scaring them away. <laughs> but of course yeah. the seagulls really don't care. I I kind I felt bad for Kyle that like they don't like seagulls just don't even you can the about. seagulls turn away from Kyle. They're like, jeez. Oh, like, seagulls are like, yeah, we were on ER too. We don't care. I know. They're like, oh, God, guys, third best is here. Let's go fishing. <laughs> and Rinna basically arrives to the beach like she ri- arrives everywhere. She's like, oh, yeah! <laughs> it's the beach. It's the beach. There's birds. There's birds at the beach. <laughs> It is like, by the way, a dreary, cold, sad beach day. Like, this is the sort of day where they film World War II movies. Like, I remember D-Day arriving in the shores of Normandy. It was gray and cold, and we all died. It's like, <laughs> this is like not, this is not a nice beach scene. <laughs> um, so there's sea lions there. Yeah. And Rinna's there to explain what's going on. She's like, oh my god, it's sea lions. <laughs> They're posing <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> They're lions, <laughs> but from the sea <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> Crystal's like, um, excuse me, but um, I'm sort of like the sea lion king person around here. So then Kyle, <laughs> Kyle <laughs> barely makes sense. So Kyle, <laughs> Crystal's just trying to lift up a sea lion like Simba. <laughs> It's like, in honor of Rob. In honor of Rob. <laughs> and Kyle says that the sea lions are posing like Dorit on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then the gosh. sea lions just start to fuck. And Erica's like, are we witnessing some intimacy? Oh. Now, this is what expensive to be me would have looked like had I gone on the budget that I really could have afforded at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about this sea lion, but it just tumbled uh, off a cliff five times because it's snowing. <laughs> okay, Erica. So then, Kyle, so then, Kyle, then Sutton starts to call, and Kyle goes, "Sutton's calling." Sorry, Erica. <laughs> Smooth, Kyle. <laughs> and Sutton's like, "Well, it's official. I'm wrapped up, and I have to have crutches for a while." And Rinna's no! like, "Oh my god! Oh god!" They oh, all god. No! No, <laughs> not crutches. No. Uh, so they basically just hang up on her. And Dorit's like, <laughs> ear cool. How do you feel about being around her ear cool? And Erica's like, oh, 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 let me clear something up, honeys. All right. Being called a liar is not okay with me because I am not lying. And then we get, uh, a montage of Erica getting pissed off at people for calling her a liar. And every single one of those times she was lying. Like <laughs> I won't say every single, I will say at least two out of three. She was lying. They really do love showing that footage of when she just like barked at Teddy. And that was Teddy's first season when she was still like kind of more innocent and, and like not knowing what the heck she was doing. It's like, don't you call me a motherfucking liar. Cause what they got not is a motherfucking liar. If you call me a motherfucking liar, I'm going to rip your fucking head off. Cause I'm not a motherfucking liar. You motherfucking Teddy Mellencamp, son, daughter of John Luke Mellencamp and Meg Ryan. I thought he was a liar, Meg Ryan, because guess what? That's not a real face. She's a lie face. She's a liar. She's a liar, but I'm not a liar. You motherfucking liar. I'm liar. I'm liar. It's like, whoa, uh, in my house, we call her Megan Lion. <laughs> <laughs> they so, call them, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like dealing with sea lions because you can't say a sea lion without saying the word lion. And I'm not a liar. I'm not a motherfucking liar. Sea lion. 
So she's like, that is something I will not tolerate. And Dorit says, but did she say the word liar? And Kyle's like, well, she said that she lied. <laughs> and I was like, did she use the word? Did she use the actual word liar? What was the word? Yeah, she said she's already proven she's lied. And then she gave an example. And Eric goes, what was the example? Oh, well, she said the car accident was a lie. <laughs> Kyle not trying to create further awkward moments between these two. Just yeah, there goes Kyle. Throw something on, well, her ankle's already busted. Why not get the other one with the bus? Yeah. And I think this is the funniest example that they're using of why Erica is pissed off. Because Sutton, you know, th- she could go after Sutton for so many things, but this was true what Sutton said. She said, first, she said that he only had a broken ankle. And then she said that he had a brain injury. And that is an example of her not telling you the truth or her lying to you guys, which is true. But right. they make it like this huge thing. So then um, Erica's like, oh, and he was also unconscious for 12 hours, but no one knows that. So, and yeah. then Dorit's like, but what about the head injury? Because I know he got into a car accident, but let's talk about the head injury. There's a car accident. Oh, well, it was technically a tractor accident. He was driving his golden tractor and he hit a landmine, which flew him off of a cliff and into a train where he stepped on Julia Roberts' toes and said, sorry. <laughs> See, what happened was he was riding the bicycle, but it only had one wheel because the first wheel fell off on account of the turtle that was in the middle of the street. So there he was. <laughs> People thought it was a unicycle, but it was just a one wheel bike cycle. He fell into a fruit stand. A mango plopped onto his head. He lost his memory. They didn't know who, who he was or where he was. He didn't know where he was either. Turns out he was in... Italy, or at least he felt he was in Italy. It was an olive garden, and so they just poured a poured fettuccine into his face. God, took us 12 hours to find him. He was unconscious, allegedly. But I'll tell you this much. When we found him, he smelled like a goddamn breadstick, and I've never <laughs> stopped loving Olive Garden since. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for coming. Did and you know you like, can make chicken scampi, not just shrimp scampi? <laughs> Things I learned at Olive Garden. Right, and he was unconscious for 12 hours, you say? Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. And Kyle's like, uh, of course, only to us, not to Erica. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kyle. only to us. <laughs> so she's like, allegedly, uh, oh, what does that mean? Uh, you're the one who told us this information, so why are you saying, uh, 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 allegedly? <laughs> and Rico's, gee, he told you he was? and well, Well, yeah. And so Kyle goes, see, I feel like this is what happens when you're married to a lawyer for 20 years. And then she doesn't really elaborate on that. But Erica goes, well, here's the thing what was, was going to happen. He was going to have surgery on his, on his ankle to pin it. And I said, no, I don't want him to go under anesthesia because after you have that a little bit, you shouldn't be under anesthesia. And so I said, don't do anything to his ankle because he's had a brain transplant, and they put a jar of peanut butter in there instead, and at any moment it's going to explode, so be careful. Wait, 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 go back to the ankle. Yeah, well, he was supposed to have surgery on his ankle, but his brain was in there, so they didn't want to risk it, so he's been <laughs> limping around on his brain, which is a lot, you know. I, I just, look, he can't go a- under Adathasia with his T-B-I-H-A. And Drake goes, his Tabitha, his coffee. <laughs> What's he talking about? No, his traumatic brain in his ankle. 
Alright, come on, Doreen. He was knocked down. Especially at that age. Gina Rivera came to see me in Chicago, tripped on the stairs, and almost died from drowning in her own mucus. I put a pillow over her mouth and nose holes and said, Go towards the light, Gina! Until they dragged me off of her. I just hate seeing legends in pain. She had a real bad CRBR. What's that? A Cheetah Rivera brain injury. It was terrible. <laughs> well, I think that Erica is telling the truth. It's just not all the information. That's what makes it sometimes debatable. Well, I think everyone can fuck off. I know the truth, and I don't care what anyone else says. I was there, except I wasn't there because, you know, I was got the call that he crashed his car. But I was there afterwards when he was there. But then he went to the hospitals. Then I got a call from the hospital. <laughs> but I was there. I was somewhere. I was I was at a place, and wherever that place was, I was there. Wherever you go, that's where you'll be, and that's where I wasn't. But I would be there if I could have been there. And also, this is happening in real time, and there was a competency hearing today that I'm not part of. I just want everyone to know that. At the doctor? <laughs> no, in the court, Kyle, Jesus Christ. The tennis court? No. The pickleball court? No. <laughs> so Kyle's like, well, you know, telling us, of course, I don't know Tom well, but he was always just so charismatic and entertaining. And then we see a story where Tom's like, at one time I was in a movie and I met John Wayne and he was standing on a roof and I said, ah, John, and he got shot and he fell off the roof. And I said, yeah, it was a real bang of John, or whatever that story was from last year. <laughs> I went to high school with Pat Wayne, and we were drinking beers at one in the morning, and then in walked John Wayne and said, what the hell's going on? Uh... That was the story. So I was like, and him. now that we're finding out that he's not really competent, I'm just confused. Incompetent people aren't generally entertaining, except for my sister's. <laughs> they do have a charm about them. I'll give them that. <laughs> Erica? Is it hard for you to hear that he's incompetent? Is it sad to hear that if he had a test, he wouldn't even get an A or a B? He might get a D or an F or a G. Do they have Gs? <laughs> Does it hurt you knowing he's incontinent? I love PK, but the first time he poops the sheets, he's out of 5,000. <laughs> well, remember something. After this accident, I was the first person to raise my hand and say, Oh, we have a problem here. And he blew me off. And doctors, everybody, I've been living with this for years. Not that any of you guys knew about it because I told everyone that everything was great. But I'm not a liar. But I've been living with this for years. There's a lot of shit being said and I'm not going to be called a liar even when I'm clearly lying over and over and just did for the past 10 minutes. I'm not apologizing. I don't care if she thinks I've threatened her. She should be threatened. And the music is so scared it doesn't give the normal uts. It goes uts. <laughs> <laughs> the sea lions are like, what? So um, then Garcelle arrives at the hotel because she was doing the real and the place is just like super empty and they're bringing her to her room and just going through empty hallway after empty hallway. Um, and and Garcelle's like, isn't this how most horror movies start? It's a beautiful hotel. But if I see two little twins staring at me, I'm out of here because the black people are always the first ones killed. <laughs> and I just, yeah. ma just, just made me think imagining like Kathy Hilton in The Shining. <laughs> And how she'd be just like totally impervious to whatever's going on in that hotel. Like Jack Nicholson's running around with an axe and she's like, oh, well, I'm glad he found a tool. I'm glad he can entertain himself. Is there a fan around here? Any of the ghosts have a fan? Or it just goes to show you how things can be scary if you just put the right music over it. Because if you put scary music over most of Kathy's 
diary room sessions, they would be like horror movies. Like, well, I'll tell you what's going to happen if you mess with me. And then she just stares at the camera blinking. And the music's like... Kyle's like... Kyle's like, oh my god, I love The Shining. Seeing those twins, it reminds me of like me standing next to my niece, Paris Hilton. Am I right, everyone? <laughs> we just look so much alike. We love standing in hallways. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm writing down. Kathy's scary movie. Okay, so Garcelle uh, <laughs> is like, thanks, this looks like a great trip. <laughs> thanks for having me in this gigantic, empty, terrifying hotel with extremely long hallways. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, then Sutton shows up at, at uh, Garcelle's door in a wheelchair. And uh, she basically, she can't put any weight on her foot and everything. And she's like, they did a great job in the ER. My doctor said, I don't have to take a break. You, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. My doctor said, I don't have a break. Of course, I'm not taking a break because I barely even work. Let's be honest. I just have a terrible, terrible sprain. And I have to stay off. You know for a what's week. funny? Here I am in San Diego. God knows what this town even is. And I'm in the <laughs> ER and I'm given both ankle surgery and brain surgery. Now, if they could do it here, they can do it anywhere. I'm not calling anyone a liar. They can play detective on their own right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> so Garcelle's like, Well, what's going on with you and Erica? And Sutton says, Well, Crystal had told me that Erica had told her that the door is closed which i didn't appreciate because my ankle was still in that door so <laughs> i think we all know where these bruises came from am i right now do i knock on that door or is she going to come with a gun because she thinks i'm repoing something Garcelle's <laughs> like girl i don't know if i want to knock on her door she goes yep you know i don't want to knock on her door and don't Good ring Lord, the door. Why am I- <laughs> sorry no go ahead and don't ring the doorbell either, because unfortunately, Mikey Minden installed, installed that one. Yes, Quinn! <laughs> Dingo! Yes, Quinn! That's the ringtone. Yes, yes, yes! <laughs> yes, yes! Yes, yes! <laughs> Sorry, I totally talked uh, over you. Oh, hey, it's what we do. Okay, welcome welcome to every moment of I our a, lives together. I had a really urgent Mikey Minden doorbell joke I had to make. You were only talking over me because I was talking over you. So you see? <laughs> My <laughs> door is open. paper macheing each other's thoughts. Oh, that's a really lovely way to... I love that. Isn't it? I love that metaphor because it also involves crafting. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then Sutton's like, good Lord, why am I trying too hard? I know I'm a good person. And then we see a clip that was only showed in the cutscenes. You know how they have the... Um, unseen footage episodes that we usually don't watch but i saw that this one was going around on the internet and basically Sutton is saying um you know my attorney told me that when all of your stuff is frozen you don't have any money at all so i offered erica some money so she apparently offered erica a loan or something mm-hmm. and so she's like but she threatened me and i have a sprained ankle someone just someone else play csi by the way <laughs> did you see the new csi commercials no, because I was too busy watching the commercials for VFBIs, which I got annoyed at. Like, don't pluralize the FBI, your FBI franchises. Don't. I'm not. I do not co-sign the FBIs. Oh gosh, is that what it is? They have multiple shows called FBI. Well, because they have FBI, which I think Ronnie didn't. We have a bonus episode where we talked about the cast of FBI once. I just. I feel like we did that. So, did we? We really did. Like every time I see the uh, like that show, I think of the time that we, for some reason, we did a cast breakdown on FBI. Why did we do like a random CBS procedural to do a cast breakdown on? It's on the bonus episode somewhere. But there's like FBI 
And then there's like FBI International. And so they so oh, now CBS Lord. is marketing it as like Tuesday night, the FBI's. Oh, geez. So, okay, well, they have a new CSI coming out, and it's the original cast. It's part of the original cast. It's yeah. the older guy, not Ted William Danson. Peterson. Yeah, William Peterson, and he's married now to the younger woman, whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, here's my point. Where the fuck is Mark Hellenberger? Do you really think you're going to serve me a CSI Las Vegas without Mark Hellenberger? Get the fuck out of here. I don't even want to see a commercial again. How dare you? Well, I hope that means that Marg is going to be coming on to Real Housewives next season because she would be a wonderful addition. She would just shine flashlights at people's eyes the entire time. (laughs) And just like, she would just like cue us up for commercial with something like, I don't know what's going on with, I don't know if the door is closed, but there's definitely blood on it. And then we just go to commercial. (laughs) She'd also be the perfect person to go check on Tom because she's always got that flashlight in your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, I, by the way so i love when son says like she says you know erica threatened me and what you what you just said she goes i have a sprained ankle i have my own situation someone else can play detective i we're i think we're all team sudden on this we've all been on team sudden but it is hilarious no matter what way you you cut it erica is facing or dealing with <laughs> very scary charges uh, from like I don't know if they're federal or state, whatever it is, serious criminal charges and a divorce and all this, ma- all this mess or civil, whatever it is. And Sutton is like, I have a sprained ankle. Okay, <laughs> I'm going through things. <laughs> Excuse too. me, I have my own situation. I have a sprained ankle. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's doing that, like, and I offered her money on camera so that I could say right now in this scene, I offered her money. Um. So then uh, Garcelle's like, I would just advise you, lay low. Well, what other choice do I have, okay? I'm in a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in crutches. And just from afar, you hear the woman go, they hear the word crutches. They go, no, crutches. No, crutches. So now everybody's getting ready for dinner. And Erica still has a glam. Well, I guess it's like a glam squad of one. She's still got her glam squad. But she's not really having fun with it. She's like... Thank you for my 60s-inspired moment. (laughs) And Kathy's like, Kyle, Kyle, do you know how to open the wine? Kyle, Kyle. (laughs) And, um, you know, Kyle loves doing this whole thing. God, she doesn't know how to do anything. But she's, like, really happy to do things for Kathy, which is why Kyle is entertaining this season, because Kyle does not work as the alpha, you know. But now that she can be beta to Kathy, she's sort of, like, in her zone. So, um Garcelle, we then see Garcelle pushing Sutton to dinner and they get to an elevator or something and Garcelle's like, wide load. I mean, the chair, (laughs) not you. So they all start gathering at dinner and Ren is like, hello, which is a nice variation. And um, they, Eric is there in this white dress with like feathers or (laughs) fluff or something. Some crazy dress. And Sutton, (laughs) <laughs> and Sutton's like, I'm okay, everybody. I have a bilateral sprain. So I would like everybody to support my queer ankle. Thank you. <laughs> I have a TAI, traumatic ankle injury. Maybe, Erica, you're familiar with that term? <laughs> Is your brain in your ankle? Then I don't want to hear about it, whiny wine. <laughs> and Sutton's like, talking to Erica is like talking to a snowman. And I'm just afraid I'm going to get frostbite. She's had better lines, I'll be honest. She's had better. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Do we have any snowman material? I don't know. What can we use here? <laughs> so, um, meanwhile, Kathy and, and, and Kyle are still um, getting 
getting ready and Kathy's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Kathy, you have a roller in your hair. <laughs> so they're going and all the ladies are like, oh my God, Kathy and Kyle aren't here. What do we do without Kathy and Kyle? What do we do? What do we do? Oh my God, where are they? <laughs> Someone should call them. I'll call them. I'll call them. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Oh my God, no one's answering. No one's answering. <laughs> Jesus, calm down. Order Kyle? a drink. What the hell? Yeah, you've got nowhere else to be. Kyle, do you have any hair polish? Kyle's <laughs> like, hair polish? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> and so then uh, Kyle's refusing to uh, to answer Rena's call because she knows that they're just going to yell at her. She's like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. Oh, my God. And I forgot my mask. This is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. They're just called him afraid to answer. So they and Kathy goes, um, why do you care? And she's like, because they called. And she's like, who? Lisa Rena? What is she, your boss? <laughs> <laughs> what is the boss anyway? I'm not really sure I understand that concept of working <laughs> under someone. I just watched that Kelsey Grammer show because I know it makes Camille upset. <laughs> so um, Kyle and Kathy finally arrive at dinner, and Brenna's like, "Hi, everything okay? Yeah, is everything okay? We were here, and you guys weren't here. Are you okay? Are you okay, Kathy?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." And they all gather around the table, and Garcelle sets up um, Sutton, and Sutton's like, "Garcelle, I am impressed with your mothering skills." She's like, "Well, I just want a Birkin bag." <laughs> <laughs> Garcelle knows the right person to butter up to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and did you notice Dorico's... I'm so sorry. What'd you say? I accidentally scrolled up. Oh, no. You know when well, you hit the wrong part of your page? Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Seals? What are they doing <laughs> with Seals? <laughs> Seal is on the show now? So, uh, and then, so Kathy and Kyle show up, and Dorico's, Kyle, were you in glam? Kyle's like, no, I wasn't. So then they all order Chilean sea bass, or as it's known formerly as Patagonian toothfish. And or as Erica calls it, the bass. <laughs> yeah, I'm so poor right now, I can't even say the sea part of sea bass. <laughs> and then. So uh, Kyle's <laughs> like, Do you want some bread, Rena? Why don't you have a piece of bread and calm down a little? <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't resist it. And we get the old clip of Kim being like, Why don't you have a piece of bread and calm down a little bit? Are you talking about my husband? Yep. And Kyle says, So, how is everyone tonight? And Dewey's like, I'm relaxed. And Garcelle says, I'm happy. And Eric goes, I'm fearful. Yeah, and everybody just ignores it. <laughs> just ignores it because they're like used to it at this point. <laughs> Kathy just goes, I'm anxious. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll trump your um anxious. I'll tr- I'll trump your fearful with an anxious, which technically doesn't trump it. But I'm richer than you, so uh, it does. I can still feel there's some lingering issues going on. So she's coming on and like doing Kyle stirring, which I really right. like because she's ready to just push Kyle right the fuck off the abyss on this show. Yeah, she's like, am, am I rude to say that? To say that? Uh, oh, well, I'm also anxious because I actually don't know who that lady was who gave me my 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 pocketbook. Do you know who that lady was? Anyway, mm. so Sutton goes, well, yes. I mean, there's this thing, and she gestures between her and Erica, and she goes, I, you know, I did call a meeting, if you will, without Erica, also if you will, because I was in a nervous place, if you will, will, and uh, I'm not going to apologize for it because I was only asking question, and you really did hurt my feelings, Erica, and you were scary that night at Kathy's dinner when I said you were a liar. 
Do not call me a liar. I didn't call you a liar. You called me a liar. I didn't say Erica is a liar. I just said you lied and you have a liar's aura about you and everything about you is a lie. And if I, if you had to choose between standing and sitting, you would choose to lie down. <laughs> you even have an assistant named Liar. All right. <laughs> You're as big of a liar as they come. It's like, did she call me a liar, Rena? Did she? And Rena just like nods and winks like, yep, sure did. <laughs> and I can say that now because Kathy and Kyle are finally here. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see three weeks earlier Sutton saying, you lied about the broken foot. That's the part where the lie comes in. I'm not a liar. I'm going to murder your family where your puppies is a cop, bitch. You call me a liar one more time. And Erica tells her, I don't care that you think I'm scary. And she goes, I know you don't care. Well, I don't. I'm just telling you how I felt. Right, and I don't care. Why are you speaking to me? I have nothing to say to you. Zero. Zada. Zip. Nada. I don't give a fuck. It's like, okay, Erica, now you're just doing your lyrics, which is amazing. Congrats. You actually finally learned them. That's great. Okay, Miss Smalltown. like a python. <laughs> I buy it with no trial. <laughs> we'll never forget those lyrics. That shit's hilarious to me. Uh, if anybody wants a good giggle, go read the lyrics of Expensive to Be Me. That shit is gold. <laughs> okay, so Sutton goes, okay, Miss Smalltown. She goes, oh, Smalltown, that to you, honey. Small-minded. Girl, you. Girl, what? You call me small-minded? If that makes you feel better to put me down, I'm not putting you down. You call me a liar. Yeah, this is like kindergarten fighting, right? You are. You are. You're a liar. You are. You're a liar. You're a small town. You're a small town. And Erica's like, I'm not giving this more energy because it doesn't need it. This is dumb. Which I agree. I'm kind of sick of this. We need something new. Give us something to finish the season out with, people. Okay? I I love it. I love love this fighting. Uh, I'm really into it because it's like actually no one in the history of like this show has actually stood up to Erica about things like this. We had to read a little bit her first season. But generally speaking, Erica just is like says things and they all are like, okay, cool. And you know, I like that. I like getting having Sutton. Yeah, it's nice be seeing like, someone not scared. Yeah. I mean Sutton right. sort of is a little scared, but I like that she still isn't scared off. She's scared but not scared off. So uh, Erica's like, Well, this is dumb. And Kathy goes, Well, can we be a little more forgiving? You know, anything? No. Uh, <laughs> And Kyle goes, this is supposed to be fixing things. You know, like before when I told you, Erica, all the things Sutton was saying about you and how she called you a liar. It's trying to be fixing things. Uh, and how we just made you talk about it right now again. And so Tariq goes, well, Erica was honest today. For her, the door is closed. She's dealing with a lot. And for her, this is crossing the Jordan." Now there's a show they should remake with Marg Hellenberger. <laughs> well, there's a lot of crossing of lines. This is like a terrible cast of Ghostbusters, if you ask me. Well, I don't even know what that means. Well, I think she crossed the line. I'm trying to figure out why I'm being made out to be the bad guy. Well, I would love to finish because Sutton, if you would let me finish, I'm trying to are you dare you. I'm trying to be nice here. And Garcelle's like, well, everybody is coming after her. You know, everyone's saying, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. It's not an attack on Sutton. And how dare you accuse me of attacking 
<laughs> God. Now Dorit's had like her warm up comics come out, so now she's ready. To <laughs> she's pass. ready for her, her monologue on her basic able show. <laughs> so Garcelle's like, well, at Kathy's house, it just felt like it was skewed towards Sutton, and we get a flashback of Kyle yelling at Sutton, "You're not being honest." So Dorico's. Garcel, you've been in this group long enough. You should know it's an attempt to help her. Do you understand? You can pretend it's not the case, but it actually is. She's like so fucking condescending to Garcel in that moment. It's so rude. And she, she, and whenever she does that, she over-Englishes her words. She's like, you should understand. Ta-ta. That is an attempt to help her. Do you understand? Ta-ta. It's Do like you? Erica saying anesthesia. Anesthesia. <laughs> And she's like, okay, so by you saying, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth, that's supposed to help her in the wrong long run. Yes! Okay, got it. So then Garcelle is like, how, she tells us, like, how is this helping her? Pushing someone is helping someone. This is exactly what happened with Denise. And we see them, like, putting, like, just, like, really pushing Denise to the point where she leaves the show. Right. So then Dorit's like, well, I'm getting her to be honest about what she just said. Gotcha. I mean, Garcil, when we were at Kyle's Christmas party and you were sitting next to me and you turned to me and you said, that's not what you said the other night, is it? That's not what you said the other night, is it? <laughs> and Kathy's like, wow, you're still carrying that torch? I thought that was over. Well, I'm just making a point because when Garcil does it, it's okay. Oh, Dorit, come on. So then Kathy says, it's too much back and forth and... What is it? It's the the camel with the with the toe, the camel toe, the the back of the, the camel straw in a camel toe and a a straw, a camel camel sand camel straw straw can like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. What a funny expression you just made up. Well, I think it's her feelings with you and Doreen. It's just her feelings. And Garcelle's like, yeah. Well, I thought you got over it. Well, I did too, but apparently not. Well, I did too, but it raised its ugly head. And I think sometimes we have conversations and you know how I feel, Garcelle. To me, I feel like friends should be upfront and honest and transparent. And Garcelle goes, great. <laughs> That's how you create real friendships. Great. And then Rinna decides that she wants to be condescending also. So she goes, Garcelle, let me ask you a real question. You have shared that you don't feel comfortable in this group. Well, I said I don't feel accepted. Well, do you like the women at this table? Absolutely. Some more than others. Well, if you want to be included, you have to make an effort to be a friend. And so then Rena tells us, uh, first of all, all of this is so stupid. She has been honest about everything. She has been literally upfront and honest. And you keep going after her. Why does she have to say it again and again? You fucking talk too much. And you were lying to Erica's face by omitting all the stuff you were saying about her at that dinner. She said it all to your face. You're literally mad about stuff that she has said to your face. I don't understand this. And then Rinna over here trying to make a big fucking storyline out of Harry's sauce, which you know is fucking bland and tasteless. I'm sorry. You know know he's just like, it's fresh fresh tomatoes that came out of my garden that I heated up in a bell jar. Okay? So give me a fucking break. So she didn't have to fight about what a terrible friend she was to Denise. This is just all... 
Yeah, and well, Renna goes, you know, we've made an effort to make ourselves feel <laughs> accepted. We had a birthday party for her. Friendship is a two-way street. Carcel didn't even know about Kyle's birthday. And then we see a flashback, this random scene of Renna going, it's Kyle's birthday. And Carcel goes, I didn't know that. Renna goes, yeah. Wow, like, yeah, wow. So now Garcelle has to know about Kyle's birthday when Kyle can't remember literally anything about any of her friends. <laughs> How about the Nanny K flashback? <laughs> Who's Nanny K? <laughs> Uh, also, Garcelle and Kyle, or Garcelle doesn't follow Kyle on social media, and that's literally the only way to know anybody's birthday, right? All, in yeah. 2021. Also, throwing a birthday party for someone is like that's very nice, but that's like you're that's a way to be like, yeah, see, I'm being a good friend. I'm just gonna throw a party and then that'll take care of that. And like I think what Garcelle is looking for is something deeper, like everyday actions, as she mentions, that like they don't seem to ever console her about any... Like, if there's ever drama, they run to everyone else's side, but never to Garcelle's side. Right. And so, Rinna's like, I mean, Garcelle, for you to say all of us women are coming after you, to say that to the press, that's not cool. And she goes, yeah, okay, well, who here feels like I don't like them? Just raise your hand. And Kathy goes, I feel like you like me. I feel like everybody likes me. I ask myself that. (laughs) I wonder if there's a correlation of me... Owning many, many hotels and people liking me. So uh, Rena goes, Garcelle, I know you. You need to be more straight up. And she's like, come on. Give me a fucking break. Get out of here. No, I'm not. I'm not. Garcelle. Ah! Mm, mm, I'm doing this because this is what psychotherapists do on TV. Mm, mm. (laughs) You need to be straight up with her. Be straight up because you can be hashtag shady Sundays on Bravo. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Garcelle's like, well, listen, we can all be shady. She goes, Garcelle! Garcelle! Just be honest. Be honest. How do you feel, Garcelle? Garcelle, I'm going to swear. How do you feel right now? Garcelle, feel, Garcelle, the only way you can get out of this is if we beat you down until you're a crying mess, <laughs> and then we know we've won. Okay, so you can either give into it or pull in Denise. What do you want to do? So Garcelle's like... Well, when I was having that conversation at Dorit's, did anyone come up and say, "How, hey, how are you doing? But, Garcelle, I was confronting you about something you were saying doing to me. And so then Garcelle's like, but that how I feel doesn't negate how you feel. But when you were saying those things, no one spoke up and said it made me feel like I was, no one spoke up and it made me feel like I was on an island by myself, already being the only black person in this group. And it's not about race, it's not about race. But have you guys ever thought that maybe it's a little odd for me? And they're like, uh, uh, thinking about it right now. <laughs> Never thought about it. But think about it right yeah, now. Does that count? <laughs> I'm thinking about it while I wait for my potato leek soup. Does that count? And Carl's like, well, I have, but I haven't verbalized it. I mean, Which, I've thought about, you know, every time my tongue hits the side of my mouth, I've thinking about it so that's good look i'm thinking about it right now look i'm thinking about it again this is like well how am i supposed to know sorry i just want to point out kyle saying i have thought about it but i don't verbalize it as also while also championing be open and honest you can't hold things back you should say things and she's also saying i thought about it but i haven't verbalized it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. So she's like, well, how am I supposed to know if you don't verbalize it? I mean, just because I seem strong doesn't mean that I'm not human and I don't have feelings and I don't worry about fitting in. And so she cries, which is giving them exactly what they want. That's right? what they want. So they they're like, oh, we yeah. made her cry. 
All right, I can call you to lunch now. <laughs> you, we made you cry. Congrats. You're paying, though. You're paying, bitch. If you prick me, do I not bleed? If I draw, drive off the side of a mountain in Pasadena during the snow, do I not break my ankle? Ask, answer me that. Is your brain in your ankle? All right, you've got me beat on that one. But otherwise, <laughs> I still feel things. <laughs> yes, well, uh, she's like, you know, uh, have you ever walked into a room and felt like you're the only one who's different? And Kathy's like, yes, because generally I'm the richest one, which <laughs> does differentiate me. Garcelle's like, well, try it your whole life. Hmm. Oh, I, I can't imagine what it's like to be born rich. But now that you think about it, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. I'm so happy for my uh, daughters. So they're like, oh, Garcelle. And Rena's like, oh, I'm clutching my heart. Oh, oh, Garcelle. I'm so glad, Garcelle. You opened up Garcelle. I would like to thank Garcelle for opening up her heart. <laughs> And then Kyle's like, by letting your guard down and being vulnerable, you allow our relationship to go to the next level. So here they are praising Garcelle because, you know, they they had an issue with Garcelle because she had walls up. She had, was guarded. She wasn't really giving, letting them know what was going on inside of her. And it was, it was important and it was on Garcelle. It was imperative that she lowered these guards because they would not be able to be friends with her unless... She was very open and honest and emotionally available and let them into her life. And they made this such a big thing that they've had multiple confrontations with her at dinner tables about it, putting her on the hot seat. And yet, I don't know, call me crazy, I never saw any of this applied to Erica over the past six years. Erica, who has been the most guarded, the most, you know, withheld, and as we are finding out, like, not being totally truthful you know, like things are going on in her life and she has been literally the opposite of open and honest. And yet here they are jumping on this open and honest bandwagon to try to like essentially beat Garcelle down. And, but with Erica, well, they kind of did use it on Erica, right? Because remember last year when they went to that boring ass vacation, the worst vacation they ever took when they went to that castle somewhere, Kyle got them a castle. And then Kyle and Teddy were on Erica because Erica was in a bad mood the whole time and she wasn't being open with her feelings or whatever. So that kind of got on her. And so now that's why Erica, I think, well, also she's building a defense. But this year she's like, look at me holding my sinuses and crying about something. (laughs) I think they. They even broke Erica at some point. Yeah, I just feel like it's a double standard. Um, and uh, I just, this is actually not even Erica's. This isn't Erica's fault. This is just like the the group think of this of this group. I just feel like why? I, I mean, I oddly enough, I think it was good that Garcelle had this moment. I think it was good that she let them in because that is good for friendship. I just don't understand why they just they don't. This is never applied with the same tenacity towards Erica, and it never has been. And now that Erica has proven to have not been upfront about a lot of things going on in her life, and this is taking it away from all the lawsuit about whether she's guilty, whether she's complicit. The point is there was shit going on, and now she's saying that there was shit going on. And we're not getting the be open, be honest monologue about Erica at all. Um, and the only... 
they're they're just the fact that it's being turned around and used against Sutton, who's the only one who seems to be like, why weren't you open and honest with us? You know, they seem to be more well, upset that's about what's Garcelle. Funny. They're coming after they're coming after Sutton and Garcelle both for the whole be open and be honest thing when they are the ones being open and honest. Like Garcelle has said this stuff to them before in different ways and in different groupings, and they just fucking ignore her every time. And Sutton is being open. She's calling Erica a liar right to her face, and they're still like, be open! (laughs) (laughs) These ladies are crazy. They just wanted to make someone cry, and they did it. So now they're going to be nice to her for about five more minutes. Exactly. So now they wrap up their dinner, and uh, they're like, what time is it, 11.30? We need to go to bed. And Kathy's like, but I... Kind of basically like I got a giant ass suite for us to hang out with. Why is like why this is this is ridiculous? Why doesn't anyone want to have coffee and tea? And I will say this: I will go on the record, Kathy. I'm gonna speak for you, Ronnie. We will always have coffee and tea with you after dinner in your suite. So yeah, we always stay we'll up. I don't think we're ever like we're going to bed. We always pretty much stay up. So <laughs> Kathy, um, yeah, she's like, what a bunch of lamos, which is true. So then the next morning, um, Kathy, basically they're all just Wait. getting up and getting ready for the day. And, and Kathy this- goes, we got to be careful, Kyle. Kyle, be very careful in here. And then drop silverware all yeah, over the table. Because like, I think that Kyle maybe had a drink on the bare table. And she's like, you have to be careful. And she just picks up all these napkins and all the all the silverware just tumbles out of them. And she just doesn't even care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So then Garcelle uh, goes to pick up Sutton, and they're just basically talking about the sound bath. So they go do this sound bath thing, and uh, Kathy tells us, oh, was it a baby shower for Kim Kardashian? And she did a sound bath, and it was so relaxing and spiritual. Um, I think it's just going to be cleansing for everybody. Yeah. So uh, they all... um they all do the sound bath, except for Erica. Erica doesn't come to the sound bath. And there's all these like boom, 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 sounds. And then uh, Rena's like, this is one of those things where you think something's going to happen. And then nothing happens. I'm like, yeah, it's called the last two seasons of this show. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And Kathy falls asleep. So they're all cracking up. And then it's time to go wine tasting. But Kyle and Rena are like, oh, my God. What about Erica? Oh, my God, where's Erica? Something happened with Tom. I read it in page six. Oh, my God, it's huge. The brother's going to be in charge of conservatorship. I read it. <gasps> He's going to go to a facility <gasps> for people with dementia. It's on page six. <laughs> yeah. So then Kyle and Rena go to Erica's suite. And Erica's like, oh, thank you. I wanted to have you over. So let's sit down and talk about it. Because look, I'm being open and honest. So um, they start talking about the article. And she says, you know, there was a piece in that article, piece in that hearing that really bothered me. Tom's brother requested the court to give him authority to place him in a facility that treats neurocognitive disorders such as dementia. Yeah. And she's like, girl, I'm ready to have a nervous breakdown. Because regardless of what's going on legally... This is someone I was married to for 20 years. And I knew this before dinner, so I sat with this the whole night last night. It's like, okay, you know, now it's like, now you're going to get pity because Sutton was coming after you while you were going through all of this stuff. And Kyle and Kathy were the ones who sent Sutton after you in the first place. You're, You're crying to the wrong people. And then Kyle, Kyle who always knows how to make a situation better, goes, wow. Last time you saw him, you dropped him off at the office, and now he's being put into a home. Wow. Do you agree with that? (laughs) Thanks, Cal, for rubbing that in. 
you know, drop him off at the office. I let him out of the car, and Anvil drops on his head, and he was medevac to Australia for a lung implant. I remember, Kyle. I remember. Oh, you left out that part. Uh, did I? It was the same day he got a Tonka truck motor put in his testicles so they could travel <laughs> across the floor without catching all the rugs, Kyle. Surely. <laughs> surely I told you that. It's like, mm, no. So, do you agree that he should be in a mental home? And she talks about how no, she doesn't <laughs> because... I think you meant nursing home. (laughs) I think she calls it a mental home. Did Kyle call it a mental home? Because it's like a specific kind for mental, I don't know. We'll say nursing home, yeah, because mental home sounds crazy. (laughs) We're we're going to make ourselves sound very (laughs) retrograde. So, um, yeah, but she, uh, yeah, she's asking about this. And Erica starts talking about how her grandmother was put into a home because she had dementia. And she basically watched her grandmother die and watched the whole process and that was like very sad and very tough and Tom in fact in a weird irony of life Tom paid for Erica's grandmother's home that she was in and she Erica doesn't think that Tom needs to be in a home she but you know so but because she's she feels like Tom is gonna sit there and just rot because no one's like no one's gonna visit because well this man's family it feels like he like feels like he's of no use to him like the brother is not like the family is has abandoned him and basically she's like oh really it doesn't sound anything like you who just (laughs) fucking abandoned him the second you found out you were in trouble (laughs) you're like bye you're in trouble see you sucker and now she's like how could people the minute the money runs out they're out of there sounds familiar (laughs) lady so um it's tragic all the way around and I told you guys about the burglary I don't know more than that he just got out of surgery and everyone's like yeah they could have shot him. Those burglars could have shot him. They could have shot him, stabbed him, killed him, put him in a sling and laid traffic cones down in him like it was a school zone. We just don't know, Lisa I mean, We are lucky enough he got out of there alive, but the good news is that raccoons don't know how to use guns. Because those are raccoon burglars. I don't know if I told you about it. A bunch of <laughs> raccoons went in there and sold it and sold it on the black market. It's amazing how smart those animals are, but not smart enough to use a gun. Thank God. So uh, she's like, well, I may, I may have left him, but I haven't divorced myself from being a human being. I can't be married to the man, but I certainly don't want him discarded, even though I left in the middle of the night the second the money ran dry and never looked back. You want to know who your friends are? Get old. Go broke. And your wife, too. Want to know who your wife is? <laughs> Get old and go yeah. broke. <laughs> yeah. I well, listen, know. I'm not saying that she that should that stay is... with him, but... I'm not either, and I'm not saying it's great that he supposedly has mental decline either, but fuck Tom, okay? Yeah, fuck, fuck Tom. Tom. So um, next up it looks kind of like filler, I guess. I guess we're getting towards the end here. So next time it's just hot air balloons, trolleys, and wineries. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant it was something to do with one of their lips. So um, filler, get it? <laughs> A little filler joke, guys. Thank you all for... Well, guys, we hope you take the next few days off to rest, Talen. <laughs> take a little uh, right? I don't have any answer to that. I don't have it. This is the end. I already, just, I already told over. my last We're joke. Done. My brain's already... I already just, the door is shut. The door is the shut. The door is shut on that one. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for being here. Come to take a seat on uh, Spotify Green Room. On Monday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Have a great few days off. Go listen to the Real Housewives of New York reunion we did. And we will talk to you next time. Bye, everyone.
Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels, Dana C. Dana Do. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nicky Morgan letters. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabbouleh, it's Annie and Julie. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel, it's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 days of summers. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. We're letting the catlet out of the bag. It's Lily Catlet. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking violet Kuchar. We love you guys.